Hello, everyone. Um, this is Musa Seik, and I am very excited to have the very first um, episode of Mo Football STL. And we have today the pleasure to have San Diego Beltran. Um, we'll almost call him the legend because he's well known around San Louis. Don't make that. That's what I was told. And so, yeah, so let's go ahead and maybe if you could give just a quick introduction about yourself and then we'll just go from there. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Mo, for having me for the first episode of the podcast. It is an honor to yes. be a guest. I'm not sure about being a legend <laughs> of St. Louis soccer, but but I'm involved with soccer here in St. Louis. I have been involved for a, for a few years. Um, right now, I'm the the play-by-play -play, um, broadcaster in Spanish for um, St. Louis City SC. So it's been great. It's the yes. inaugural season. It's been a great experience. And uh, I did the same thing for um, St. Louis FC in USL for a couple of years and also did some City 2 games last year. But uh, it's been great so far. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, so I saw that... Um... There was a, quite a few fun facts during my research. So, um, it looks like that's not where you started originally, right? It looks like you were kind of made it in under the 40 under 40 for Amsoul as, um, you know, it will say a uprising, uh, graduates, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> 40 under 40. Wow. That was a while ago. Um, believe 2015, thanks for refreshing my memory. Uh, yeah, so um, at that point, I wasn't really involved um, with soccer in St. Louis. Right. So I, I was nominated more um, because of my regular job. Uh, I work for a build -a workshop here right. in St. Louis, and uh, I know a few people nominated me, and um, I was 40 under 40. Wow, that. I I forgot. Not not that I forgot, but uh, nobody has asked me about that in a while. So uh, that's good. That's good. I like it. Uh, yeah, and I think the point is, um, especially you know, between immigrants, also it's kind of fascinating to see you know how where people start. Um, you know, typically it's they you know they start soccer playing, and then um, as they get older, they kind of move to another position. So it was quite interesting to see you know the rise from you know intern to build a bear and then 40, 40, you know, that's um, quite inspiring. We'll say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when, um, when I was, uh, <laughs> when I, when I got a call about, uh, being on that list, I, that was so humbling. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it was, it was great to be recognized. And, um, like, uh, when I came to St. Louis in 2006, uh, when <laughs> I moved here, I really thought I was only going to be here maybe for a couple of years, but we're still here. And my wife is involved with also a lot of organizations in St. Louis. She's yeah. now involved with the supporters group, which yes. has been like a plus, something I wasn't <laughs> expecting, but um, it's great. And she loves it. And I love it too. Yeah. It, it looks like St. Louis kind of uh, ties you down the moment you get there because I um, went to school he here for college and then had plans to move elsewhere, but then here I am 20 plus years ago. So I know, know the feeling. 
Awesome. So yeah, so I guess moving on to more of like the, the soccer part of things. So um, I did see that you um, kind of started, you kind of um, broadcasting for St. Louis FC um, originally, and looks like transition more to the St. Louis. So I guess what was the moment where you kind of thought about, you know, transitioning from, you know, corporate America pretty much to more of broadcasting soccer? Well, so that's just like, I, I still have my, my regular job at, okay. at Bilderberg. Uh, so that's so you're my, busy uh, man. That's my full-time job. Uh, and um, the broadcasting is more like something I do on the side. But um, it started um, kind of unexpectedly. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, have a, I had a friend who had a, who had a sports show in Spanish right. at a radio station that we had here in St. Louis a few years ago called uh, La Quebuena Radio. Yeah. And he invited me to the show as a guest um, to talk about St. Louis FC. He knew I had been to some of the games. He knew I liked soccer. So I went a couple of times and um, towards the end of the year, he called me and he was like, hey, my co-host is leaving the show. Do you want to do this with me? I was like, well, I don't know anything about this, but yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. Let's see how how it goes. So we, we had a show like three times a week, and <laughs> we would talk about St. Louis FC when they were in season and baseball and the blues, anything related to sports here in St. Louis. And when I joined, um, that was around November, so the soccer season was over. But <laughs> but um, the manager of the radio station was like, hey, we, we have St. Louis FC. Do you want to be part of the broadcast? And I was like, sure. Um, so I started like as a commentator, as an analyst for right. the games. We did that in 2018. And unfortunately, the radio station folded <laughs> at the end of the year. But um, I don't know, just things like come like out of nowhere after the station fall that um, somebody else called me and he was like, hey, I want to start this uh, this online uh, media outlet to cover St. Louis sports in Spanish, <laughs> more, more specifically soccer. Um, and I know you have that connection with St. Louis FC. Can you see if they would be interested in us doing the broadcast? And I was like, okay, sure, let me contact them. And yeah, I reached out to St. Louis FC. I had a good relationship right. with them already. And they said, yeah, yeah, we'll be happy to, to have you do uh, the Spanish broadcast for the 2019 season. So that's how um, Hector Vega, he, he's actually my, my partner at the Spanish broadcast for St. Louis City. We started uh, Leader Sports Media, and uh, we did coverage on St. Louis FC and Cardinals, a little bit of Blues, and did all the St. Louis FC games at home. Did that for 2019, <laughs> 2020, and then obviously 2020, St. Louis FC um, folded, and uh, we continued doing some things and like covering like the. MLS for the Lou and for the Lou announcements yep. and uh, when the team got its name, its crest, colors, all of that. But 2021, we 
didn't have a lot of things going on. We we also did the broadcast for uh, St. Louis Ambush, the, yes, the indoor myself. soccer yes. team. So we did that too, um, actually in 2021. So that that's kind of what we did in 2021. And then um, when the 20 when 2022 started and St. Louis City Two was announced, um, I also had already kind of had built a relationship with some people within St. Louis City and um, reach out and um, yeah, they were happy to to have us doing some of the St. Louis City Two games and. That was also um, very fun. Like uh, it was great to uh, be at that inaugural game at SLU with six thousand people, and and then going to SIUE to some of the games to the conference finals. We also went to uh, Columbus Columbia. for the final, which didn't up didn't end up the way uh, City wanted it to go. But uh, it was a great experience. And and then this year we we have been doing um, the St. Louis City SC games. So pretty much everything fell into place perfectly, it sounds like. Yeah, it's just one of those <laughs> things that uh, like things keep moving that direction and keep <laughs> happening. And um, I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm happy doing this. I I enjoy it. I enjoy going to practice a couple <laughs> of times a week, uh, talking to players, talking to Coach Carnell. It's been a great experience for me. Yeah, that was quite fascinating to see. I think most of the, the people that post about the team, it's, you know, have their normal job and just, just do the soccer part. So it's more of like the, you know, the love of the sports almost, we'll say. So that's, it's definitely what one of those things that draw me to, I guess, um, watching you guys more often and kind of learn more of the St. Louis and MLS. Uh, mm -hmm. structure um, me especially following mostly of all europe and africa so the mls was definitely something different and the next pro was a whole nother ballpark to begin with so it definitely a nice things to have and you guys definitely have helped i guess myself to kind of learn a little bit more about i guess the the u.s soccer aspect yeah and for me it has been also um a learning experience. Um, I mentioned I, I arrived to St. Louis in 2006. Right. And um, I didn't really um, watch much MLS at the time. <laughs> kind of knew it was out there and maybe I will go to um, the MLS website or even to SPN to see, to kind of take a look at the scores, right. who, who was good, who was bad. But I uh, didn't get much into watching games and um not until 2015 or even tw 2015 St. Louis FC started playing <laughs> but I didn't learn about it until 26 2016 through uh through a friend who told me hey St. Louis has this soccer team plays in Fenton you should check it out go to the games and um, my wife and I and some of our friends started going to some of the games. And those were a lot of fun. Uh, I think I got hooked at uh, the first game. We sat, we didn't sit in the supporter sections, but we sat next to it. And just hearing all the all the chants and the music and, and everybody being so enthusiastic about the team right. just got me hooked and uh, we started going to games and 
meeting people through that, um, interacted with some of the St. Louisans, and um, it was just just great to be introduced to um, St. Louis soccer through St. Louis FC. To be honest, I didn't know St. Louis had so much history. Yeah, I, um, I didn't know either. So much that soccer much. history. Yes. Um, I, I learned that um, like once I started getting uh, going to more games and <laughs> seeing people um, posting things online, I was like, oh, wow, St. Louis has a great history. A lot of players that have played for the national team and right. obviously all the history with U.S. Open Cup and the 1950 World Cup. Um, it's been great to uh, to learn about all of that. And it's great to be here in such a historic city for uh, U.S. soccer. Yeah. And so knowing that you're from Colombia and I'm from France, and I think the biggest thing that got me excited about St. Louis City, it you know, the atmospheres compared to it, we'll say the camaraderie and pretty much all the people, it almost felt like the European games that I've been to, even though in, in France it might be five or six times bigger, <laughs> but definitely the, you know, the knowledge and the people around the club in defense, I've definitely kind of shown that there's more of that soccer knowledge and, um, you know, the support of a team right away. That was definitely a, a big one. Most people might not know that since I lived in Kansas, Kansas City. So I think my first introduction to MLS was at Arrowhead Stadium. Oh. Or I believe was the KC Wizards. Yeah. So that was like a different experience. And that was the one and only game I actually went to. Because um, let's do the product was not the greatest. Okay. So, so that pretty much what kind of took me out of the MLS for 15 years or so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I know um, the early years, um, like, as you said, maybe the product wasn't great, <laughs> but um, I kind of follow like uh, Colombians that played in the league. Right. Uh, that's, that's what kind of get me interested. And um, in 20... 16 i went to my first mls game right. uh in seattle uh which they also have a great oh, fan yes. base and great atmosphere that was my first mls game i have a good friend who lives there and we went we went to visit there and it coincided with a seattle sounders game <laughs> and uh we went and they won it was a great atmosphere and uh they weren't they were like they weren't doing so well that year they at when we went to a game they were below the play on guy the playoff line right. but they had a great run and ended ended up winning the MLS cup and um like I followed the playoff run and after that I continued watching um Sounders and any game that that I could find uh, I got more interested in in the league for sure yeah i think Clint dempsey kind of helped um you know so oh, when yeah. we were watching the epl and then he went back to the u.s so sounders definitely brought it up a little bit up the notch but you know since leaving in kansas city that was not the the greatest so i think that's where i kind of lost interest right so the moment we had a, a cdc team i think that's when he kind of flipped on and kind of it's sort of interesting to see a team being built up from the ground up, which we're not used to um, in Europe. Never happens. 
Right. And I have heard that from a lot of uh, people from other countries. Like, that never happens. You don't see a team that just enters the league and <laughs> uh, starts from scratch. Usually you see it through uh, promotion and, and relegation, which right. we don't have here. But it's been great to uh, to see how the team has become what it is and how well it's doing in the league from, from the moment... Um, St. Louis was awarded a franchise and seeing like all the milestones. Okay, now the team has a name. Right. Now we have a stadium side and uh, we, we, we started building the stadium. All those milestones have been great. Even uh, last year, City 2, knowing that some of those players will have, may, will have a chance to maybe be part of, of the first team, which we're seeing right now. Right. Uh, it has been great to see all that progress. Even coaches like John Hacker was yep. the coach for that team. Now he's the assistant coach. Um, and even um, Bradley Carnell, he had at that point already been appointed as coach for CDSC. <laughs> and I knew he... When I was broadcasting the games, I I saw him there a few times, and and I knew he he would watch the games um, in one of the in one of the rooms um, in the media area, right. and he would communicate with the coaches. So uh, it was great to see that involvement since the beginning. Yeah, uh, awesome. So um, I guess to circle back, I know you do a lot of the flower footy and all that. So how did you kind of connect with uh, Matt Stewart? And- and others was it throughout the St. Louis FC games yeah. or yeah it was it, it was <laughs> through uh St. Louis FC and the games uh and that's another thing like <laughs> through soccer I, I had met so many people and made as uh, great friendships all because of soccer so uh right. I'm glad uh I'm grateful to my friend uh Carlos, who uh, told me about St. Louis FC and encouraged me to go to the games. But yeah, like uh, when I was doing the Spanish broadcast, uh, like I I wasn't very active on Twitter, but uh, sometimes I would post about St. Louis FC and and the games. And um, I connected with Phil Grooms. He mm. like he sent me a message and I was like, hey, I I I, I like uh like your takes on the team. I would love to meet you in person. So at the next game, we we met in person. And um, then later on, I met Matt and Stuart. I met them the day St. Louis was awarded at a, a franchise. Nice. I, I met Stuart at the announcement. And then I met Matt at the celebration. And at some point, Phil, um, and I think they all also met uh, through uh, through St. Louis FC. But at some point, he he was like, "Okay, guys." Um, Phil was already covering St. Louis soccer. Um, okay. He was part of a St. Louis soccer report, <laughs> which later rebranded as Flyover Footy. Um, and they they had a podcast, but um, I think his co-host um, they weren't interested in doing it anymore. So he was like, "Hey guys, why don't we try uh, doing a podcast and see what happens?" And uh, that was I think we did a couple, and then uh, COVID hit. Right. Uh, but we still recorded some. I remember we recorded quite like two or three outdoors um 
at uh, Phil's house. We even recorded one at um, at um, at the stadium in Fenton. We so we tried to record outside, and then when things with COVID got uh, a little less crazier, like we we started recording uh, either uh, on site or uh, virtually. But yeah, we and and we started like recording. Like we didn't have like a schedule, mm -hmm. just like whenever something happened. Last year with CD2, we were a little bit more consistent. But um, this year, like we said, okay, let's make it a, a weekly show. Uh, and then Matt came with the idea of doing a flyover fallout uh, after the games. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's been great to, uh, it, it was great to meet those guys. And I always enjoy uh, talking to them on the podcast, even um, like we kind of, DM each other like probably every day to talk about different things that are going on. Uh, but yeah, I'm grateful for the friends that I have made through uh, soccer. Um, you guys are definitely the the source for the the knowledge part. <laughs> thank that's you. That's why. Thank every, you. That's why every time someone asks me, I'm like, you know what? Go ask those guys when it comes to all the the stats and everything. I'll just talk about, I guess, the more fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, so and that's pretty much how you guys got me hooked also on the whole CD2. I'm mostly li listening to you guys' podcasts. So it was, I guess, a very good introduction to to the players that we now know from there. And definitely that's how I learned more about Josh Yarrow also. So that that was a pretty good introduction. Um, so and you also mentioned about um, STL Santos. Um, Especially, I guess I got to get to know you guys a lot more better, mm -hmm. and I guess have done some of those events, which has been very fun. Now the kids only talk about those tacos. Just oh, FYI, I love it. I love it. Yes. So, um, no ways that I will be able to make the same, but um, we'll probably won't try that. So, <laughs> um, and I do know that CCO wife also is, I'm guess, the co-founder. Um, so. Could you maybe tell us a little bit more about SCL Santos and, you know, how it came about, if you know much of it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so SCL Santos is the uh, Spanish-speaking supporters group here <laughs> in St. Louis that supports um, St. Louis CDSC. Um, Santos has also been to a couple of CD2 games. But yes. uh, it also started, um, like, kind of when the team started. Last year, when the game against Bayer Leverkusen uh, back in November was played, Carlos, um, Carlos, and my wife and uh, a few other friends, um, they were like, "Okay, let's let's see if we can start a supporter group." Um, decided on a name, and um, they said, "If if we basically, it was, I I." Won't forget this because I remember Carlos Restrepo say, "If we build it, people will come." Nice. So, so yeah, he uh, uh, created the name, created um, profiles on social media, <laughs> and started like uh, putting um, things on social media about the team, team news, and uh, kind of starting uh, letting people know, "Hey, we are this supporter group. Would love to join us." Then that game uh, was announced and um, they basically wanted to get people together. And that day, um, some more people that 
uh, we that they didn't know. Um, I remember stopping by before the game and uh, seeing some new people that I didn't know. It was great and that were interested in joining. That was great too. But it was the beginning was basically that game against nice. Bayer Leverkusen. Oh. It looks like you guys have been doing it for years though. Yeah, and, and from there it, it continued growing like at the beginning of the season. Uh, the, the supporters group had also a few events uh, like to get to know people and get people together, tell them about the group. Uh, and then from there, just started um, for the home games, obviously having tailgates and mm -hmm. uh, then got integrated into the march with the other supporters groups um, to the stadium. And then some members had interest in music, so also connecting them with uh, Floor the Noise yep. so um, they could join and, and be part of that group and uh, be part of the inst the instrumental uh, experience and the musical experience at the games. And uh, it has been it has been evolving. Like um, my wife, uh, Cece, <laughs> she had never um, done um, capoing. Like she had never like led chanting or anything like that but she knew like she has um she has a thing like with music like she can learn a song like in five minutes wow. so uh wow. so somebody noticed that she knew all the chants <laughs> and they approached her and was like sissy why don't you lead the chance give it a try and she tried one game and she she's still there and and she likes it and um that for me it has been great she was um when all this thing started, I remember I didn't know if I was going to be doing the games. Right. So we bought season tickets and she was like, okay, but I'm not, I'm not going to go to all the games. We're going to, especially if you're doing the games, uh, I'm not going to go by myself. Maybe I'll go to some, but I'm not going to commit to, I'm not going to commit 17, 17 days yeah. on weekends to yep. go to games. Like, okay but she has if she's in town she goes to the game nice yeah i think it almost sounds like my wife where um i think the first three home games she did not come because she was like oh you're spending too much time you know soccer you you talk soccer all day and i think the first three games i brought a friend of mine that mm -hmm. was also interested so i kind of forced her to come to one game and I think the next the next day she changed her whole entire weekend schedule to come to the games because of pretty much just the whole atmosphere and um how fun it is. Yeah, so that's that's awesome. I'm I'm sure there are multiple stories, similar right? stories, um, like like similar to us with the family, like learning more about soccer and joining uh, <laughs> soccer uh, after one of the members joined. So, so yeah, for me, it's been great. Yeah. And you probably see two of my kids. I think they're, they're 95% of the time. So um, funny enough is that it almost helped them play even better soccer, which is kind of interesting to see because now they're able to see, you know, how the players position themselves, runs, you know, kind of communicate. So it's, it almost was even better than some soccer practices that we had because they were actually seeing, you know, the pros do it live versus having those instructions 24-7. Yeah, yeah, I think that definitely helps the kids just seeing how the pros do it and 
just also provide some motivation. Yes. Um, and probably like seeing like hometown kids uh, in the team is probably also a good model for them. And uh, not everybody's going to be a professional player when they grow up. But yes. I think just seeing that you have a team and it's a team that cares about St. Louis mm -hmm. and has players that are from St. Louis, I think that provides a, a good source of motivation for, for a lot of younger kids. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely saw that, you know, the, the rise of opportunities, especially compared to, I guess, when I grew up playing soccer in the U.S., where it was, you know, you play high school, then you have to go to college and maybe a semi-pro. But now you can pretty much, you know, U12, you can go, oh, I can actually go semi-pro with CD2 and have other opportunities elsewhere. So it, I can definitely see the, the path now versus 20 years ago. Yeah. Not to age ourselves, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, I, and I think the last thing, is there any other events from SL Santos that you're aware of that um, you're like the f people that will listen to this cast? Yeah, yeah. So um, Hispanic Heritage Month uh, starts soon, um, okay. September 15th. And I know, um, like, I don't know all the details, but I know uh, for that, game on september 20th against lafc there will yep. be there will be something i don't know exactly what <laughs> it will be but um that will be like the game where uh, the team will celebrate uh, hispanics uh, so um there will be some stuff that will probably be announced uh closer to a game but um i love that that the team is taking that that approach yep. and uh celebrating um different communities, different ethnicities. Um, that's part of building the community. So that's the next one they have at the stadium. I also, let me think, September 16, um, which is an away game when City plays Houston, Dynamo, right. at Houston. They are also uh, working on a, on a big uh, watch party. To okay. uh, basically but... kick off Hispanic Herita Heritage Month. Obviously, I'm still working on some of the details, <laughs> but um, they will announce that soon. Yeah. So, so if nothing that shows what happened for Club America, then it's definitely exciting to see what they're planning now. Yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> uh, that was a uh, great. Uh, that that was great to see, like seeing uh, the TIFO yeah. going up. Uh, I know, um, like. I, I got emotional when, when I saw it just because I knew it, it had been a lot of work. Uh, right. Like uh, I even uh, volunteered to go paint. Uh, <laughs> the, the group had some painting sessions and um, people from our supporters group also came to, yeah. to help paint. And uh, I did the same for the inaugural TIFO. I, right. I volunteered to uh, paint uh, one evening. And uh, for me, it's been great to see all the people getting together from different supporters group to work uh, towards things like that. And uh, that, that's another, another example of how uh, this St. Louis soccer community is so great. Like people just want to help people mm -hmm. and uh, unite uh, to uh, work on something. They, that inaugural TIFO and the 
Club America TIFO were were examples of that, and uh, I I have really enjoyed uh, my St. Louis soccer experience uh, from from every angle, from being a a broadcaster, <laughs> from going to games as an spectator. I I went to a City two game um, like a month ago, and that was the game where they had also. Um, they were also celebrating a lot of the youth clubs. Yeah, and, the uh, slice, slice that. Yes. That, that was. There, wa- there, were, there wasn't any St. Louis City soccer at that time also because it was during the League's Cup break. Right. Um, so to, just to see the turnout. And uh, I went just as a fan uh, and I went with, with Santos and uh, I was like, I was waving a flag like uh, the whole time. Oh, we saw, we saw you. Yeah, so now, so now people within Santos just make fun of me about the flag because like I was running around with it and just having fun. But, but yeah, it's been a great experience to see, uh, to see it from every angles and to meet so many people. Uh, it's been very rewarding to me. Oh, I've met more, I've met more people to soccer than I've had since I lived in San Luis. So, and that's been only what seven, eight months. So it's Definitely di- different. It made living in San Luis a lot more enjoyable. We'll call it for sure. For sure. <laughs> even uh, even with Colombia, like uh, I didn't meet, I didn't know a lot of Colombians until <laughs> 2014. And when Colombia played in the World Cup, um, and people started to go to Amsterdam Tavern to watch games, like uh, I was like, wow, all of these Colombians. <laughs> Where were they? And I have met a lot of people through that too. So you only take soccer. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I uh, pretty much, it's been an awesome experience. This is the first podcast. So um, looks like hopefully many more to come. But other than that, is there anything you want to share, like your social or um, anything that you have planned? Um, sure. Uh, yeah. So socials. Uh, People can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as uh, Santi Beltran STL. And um, also uh, check out the Leader Sports Media website and social media handles uh, for some of the stuff I do there. Sometimes you may see me on the St. Louis City app or <laughs> on their social media platforms. Uh, we started doing... Um, some previews of the home games uh, for the team. Um, I've been doing that. Sometimes Sector joins me too. And uh, it's been great to do that too and to uh, increase the Spanish content that the team has been doing for the Spanish supporters. That has also been great to see. And as far as things coming up, just um, looking forward to uh, the next seven games. Uh, We also do... uh, the away games at a yep. studio. We don't go to the games. Uh, we went to Kansas City just because it was close, but we also do those. So uh, we are on KSOK 102.9 FM for the games. We also have a weekly show Wednesdays at 6 p.m. in Spanish, also KSOK 102.9 FM. Yep. And we talk about CD. Sometimes we talk about CD too, but it's mostly CD and St. Louis City too, but if there are other St. Louis soccer news. We will also cover them there. Awesome. Perfect. Well, definitely appreciate your time, Santi, and hopefully we'll talk soon. Thanks, Mo. I appreciate it. Alrighty. Thanks. Thank you.
guess we'll stop the recording. Uh